Go to Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12 tonight. I kind of gave you a little teaser about this message this morning. Um, or not Matthew chapter 12. That's this morning's notes. That's where we're at this morning. I got the wrong notes. Acts chapter 23. Acts chapter 23. Um, talked about, you know, who is Lord of your life? You know, we, we say we love the Lord. We say that, you know, He's in charge, but yet it's very rare that people will let the Word of God change anything in their life. If I was, you know, nobody in here would raise their hands and say, I'm, I'm 100% obedient to everything in the Bible. You know, we all know we've got stuff to learn, that we have improvements that need to be made. We all know that, but yet many times, whenever, you know, we'll say those things verbally, but then whenever, maybe we're confronted with something, maybe a preacher confronts us with something, he preaches a message, points out something, maybe you're not doing right. Maybe it's the Holy Spirit. Or maybe it's just you in your private time reading your Bible and the Holy Spirit makes something jump out of the pages at you. You know, how often do we actually take it and say, I'm wrong in that area and I'm going to change that? I'm afraid that doesn't happen enough. And really, if that doesn't happen, why are we even reading our Bible? If we're not going to let it change us. I love. You know, reading some of the stories in the Old Testament about how when they would get a hold of the Bible, like Josiah, when they found the book and they read it, he ran his clothes. He's like, man, I'm in trouble. We have not been following the Word of God. And then you, know, you see in the books of Ezra and Nehemiah how they went and for hours they would read the Scriptures and they would, they, after they would read the Scriptures for a while, they start confessing their sins. Well, what sins? The sins they found out they were all committing after those Scriptures had been read. And I really believe that we really need to take this stuff serious that we read in the Bible and actually let things change us even if we don't necessarily like it. And so, uh, and I, I don't, you know, I don't snipe people. I've heard Brother Gomez use that term before. You know, he, he, I, I think this is very wise. He was talking about how he used to be on Facebook and stuff. But he's like, he's like I, I had to get off it. I couldn't do it anymore. He's like, I couldn't look my people in the face after seeing what they've been doing all week, and he's like, yeah, I was afraid I'd be sniping them from the pulpit, you know? And he wanted to be able to just get up and preach whatever the Holy Spirit laid on his heart and not be sniping at people because, you know, he saw what they'd been doing that week. And I feel, I feel the same way too. I'm not up here sniping anybody. Uh, what I'm going to be talking about tonight, I've probably been as guilty or more guilty than anybody in here in doing this before. And I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to see if I, I'm, I'm planning on changing my attitude in this area and I'm planning on changing what I do and what I say. And so what are we talking about? Well, let's go to Acts chapter 23 and we'll read verses 1-5. through It says, And Paul earnestly beholding the council said, Men and brethren, I have lived in all good conscience before God until this day. And the high priest Ananias commanded them that stood by him to smite him on the mouth. Then said Paul unto him, God shall smite thee, thou whited wall. For sittest thou to judge me after the law, and commandest me to be smitten contrary to the law? And they that stood by said, Revilest thou God's high priest? Then said Paul, I wist not, brethren, that he was the high priest, for it is written, Thou shalt not speak evil of the ruler of thy people. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, wait a minute here. Do we have to preach on that? Well, you know what? The Holy Spirit spoke to me about it, and so I'm going to speak to you all about it tonight. Y'all, y'all saw it right there, black and white. Thou shalt not speak evil of the ruler of thy people. 
Now, let me tell you, nobody loves to hate on Obama more than I do. All right? I'm just going to admit it right now. And if we get Hillary, this isn't going to be easy. Now, I want to go on record as saying right now, she's not the ruler of the people yet. All right? so, so it might be open game right now. But if she becomes leader, am I going to be able to do this? Well, I need to. Not speaking evil against the rule of thy people. Now, what does that mean exactly? And uh, let, but let's go back to, and look at that passage that Paul was quoting right here. That's actually he was actually quoting Exodus chapter twenty-two and verse twenty-eight, and it says, "Thou shalt not revile the gods, nor curse the ruler of thy people." And when it talks about gods, there it's not referring to gods in the sense of idols. And the false gods like we know of, Baal and things like that. But you know, sometimes when the Bible uses the word gods, it's talking about rulers, uh, leaders, magistrates, the authorities in that area. God with a little g. And it says, and the Bible here it says not to revile them. You do not revile those leaders. Um, do not curse the ruler of thy people. And so when he they asked him, revilest thou the high priest? And Paul said, I didn't know he was a high priest. And then he went and, and he quoted that scripture, saying, You know, I, I did not realize who he was. I didn't realize who I was talking to. Ananias was the high priest. And what was it he said to him that was bad? Because what does it mean to speak evil against somebody? Because if I was to say, You know, I'm not up here, I'm not going to tell you that we can't call out our leaders for what they do that's wrong. John the Baptist. He called out Herod, didn't he, for having his brother's wife? He called him out for it, but no, but he didn't. He didn't curse him. He didn't try to pronounce doom on him and pronounce judgment on him. You know, if our leaders do something that's wrong, you know, I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with us saying they made a bad decision. They failed. What they did was wicked. What they did was evil. I'm not saying we can't do that. I'm not saying that we have to go along with everything they do, but we're not supposed to speak evil or curse them. In other words, you know, I got to stop saying, you know, our leaders just need to drop dead. Okay, that's 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 a curse. Okay, I'm pronouncing a judgment on them. You know, that when uh, you know, when they do, when they make these bad decisions, you know, when Obama's shown the, you know, gay pride rainbow thing on the White House, you know, and I'm I'm saying things like, you know what, the Lord should have just Lightning bolt the place right then and there. You know, open up the ground, swallowed it. That's cursing. Okay, you're not supposed to do that to the ruler of the people. And I know you're thinking, why? Why not? <laughs> well, well, we'll we'll cover that here in a little bit. But you know, so and notice what Paul said to him here too. He said, okay, notice how he called him a whited wall. Okay, now I don't believe he was apologizing for the whited wall remark. Okay, what does that mean? Why did Walt? Well, basically, I think he was calling him a phony. But what did he? What was it that he said that was wrong? That he was confessing? It was the God shall smite thee. What was he doing? He was pronouncing judgment on him. God's going to smite thee, whited wall. And he immediately, you know, I, I was wrong. I shouldn't have said that. And he didn't. He, you know, some of the commentaries say he was just being. You know, he was just kind of being smart, I guess you could say. But I, I believe he was being serious because actually what he said there, it lines up with a lot of other scriptures that we're going to look at. 
But he did. I don't think it was the wide wall that was so bad. I don't think we're necessarily violating Scripture if we say, you know what, our leaders are wicked, our leaders are lost, our leaders, they're on their way to hell. But at the same time, we shouldn't be saying they need to go to hell. They need, you know, they need to just, they need to drop dead. You know, I hope when Hillary's debating tonight, well, she's not a leader yet, so maybe we can say some of that stuff. But, you know, we, you know, when she's, uh, you know, making her first State of the Union address, you know, I hope she passes out and falls over dead. You know, I hope the, I've said this before, that I hope some eunuchs throw her out a window and the dogs eat her. You know, I've said, I've said things like that before. Uh, not supposed to do that. Not supposed to say that we're not supposed to speak evil of the ruler of the people. So when is it? You know, when is it okay though to trash the leaders? You know, can we do it when they're falsely accusing us and smiting us like Paul did? Oh, wait a minute, that's not what he did, was it? Think about it. The high priest commanded them to go and smite Paul, which Paul mentioned that's contrary to the law. That high priest broke the law. They had no right to go and smite Paul based on their own laws. So, think about it. All he's doing is trying to tell the truth. He hadn't violated any laws. He's doing the right thing. And they went and they violated their own laws doing things to hurt Paul. And yet he did not, you know, he, he said something, but he took it back after he realized who that, who the high priest was, that he was the high priest. You know, can we do it when they're beating us or putting us to death like Jesus did? Wait, no, Jesus didn't do it either, did he? Let's look at Acts chapter 8 in verse 32 and look, look what the Bible says there. Says the, uh, this is the story of Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. The Ethiopian eunuch was reading the book of Isaiah, and the place of the scripture which he read was this: He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his shear, so opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. Jesus, like a lamb to the slaughter, he kept his mouth shut. He didn't say anything. I mean, if it had been me getting beat with a cat of nine tails, and I'd have probably looked back and said, "Boy, you just wait. <laughs> I'm coming back in three days. <laughs> I'm going to come by your house. You know, I'll wait till the day of the Lord comes." You know, I mean, I'd have probably said something like that. But Jesus didn't do that. He kept his mouth shut. He didn't. He didn't defend himself. First Peter chapter two verse nineteen says, "For this is thankworthy." If a man for conscience toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully. Suffering wrongfully. I'll see that. Suffering wrongfully. For what glory is it if ye, when ye be buffeted for your faults, ye take it patiently? But if when ye do well and suffer for it, ye take it patiently? This is acceptable with God. God is pleased when we are falsely accused, when we are punished for something that we did not do. Why? For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow His steps, who did no sin, neither was guile found in His mouth, who when He was reviled, reviled not again. When He suffered, He threatened not, but committed Himself to Him that judgeth righteously. Jesus did not do any of these things. He did not revile back. He did not speak evil back. In the world, I mean, they said terrible things to Jesus. We see how uh, some of the things they accused him of. They told him that he had a devil. They told him he cast the devils out by Beelzebub. 
you know, they called him a glutton and a, and a wine bibber. They called him, you know, they tried to imply one time that he was born illegitimate. They said terrible things to Jesus. But you know what? He didn't insult them back. He didn't, he didn't even go and start saying the truth about them. He didn't start telling them about, you know, how much it was going to hurt when they were burning and frying in hell for all eternity. And, you know, I mean, he did tell the truth about hell and he would warn, but he wasn't. He wasn't reviling back. He wasn't cursing these people back like he could have done. Like he had every right to do. He didn't do that. And he went and he took a bunch of junk that he shouldn't have had to take and he did it and he kept his mouth shut. And the Bible said it's good when we do the same thing because that's how Jesus handled it. The way Jesus handled persecution, He took it. He kept His his mouth shut. He did not revile back. And I'm not saying we can't defend ourselves, but we should not be cursing, speaking evil, wishing bad on people. We have, we have no right to do that. So how can we speak about our leaders when they are being evil? What does the Bible command us to do? Well, if you go back in the book, because you know, I, I kept thinking, well, what about, you know, what about those verses in Psalms like, let his days be few and let another take his office? I've said that one many times. About our leaders, you know, let their days be few, and let another thing. I've said that many times, but you know, there's a lot of things that says in the Old Testament, like an eye for an eye, and a tooth for a tooth. You know, hand for hand, foot for foot, strike for strike, burning for burning. I mean, you see all those things. But Jesus, he told, you know, he did not do away with those old laws, but he kind of added some things on top of those. And we're going to see too that those the laws of sowing and reaping and all that. I'm just going to say right now, those things still apply. Okay, if the world does things to us, they are going to pay. Okay? We're going to see some more, some verses on that in a little bit. But you know what? We don't need to be pronouncing the evil, speaking the evil, wishing the evil. Do you realize that is not? It is not necessary for us to do that for it to make it happen. In fact, we're going to see too that if we do that type of thing, it can actually stop it from happening. So maybe if you really do want to see something bad happen to these people, you know, you got you're better off keeping your mouth shut. I'm just going to we're going to we're going to see that in a little bit. But how are we supposed to speak when it comes to our leaders when they're being evil? Well, go to Matthew chapter 5 verse 43. I think we all know this passage of scripture. It says, "Yeah, I've heard that it's been said, thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy, but I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them, that curse you and do good to them that hate you and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that ye may be children of your Father which is in heaven, for He maketh His Son to rise on the evil and on the good and sendeth rain upon the just and on the unjust. Okay? So, bless them that curse you. Does that just mean our neighbor, our individuals, or does it mean our leaders too? We hear our leaders say some pretty terrible things about us. I was just listening to the video clip of Hillary talking about, you know, a lot of these people's deep-seated religious beliefs that they need to change. You know, we need to change our religious beliefs because they're just not going with society, especially concerning the LGBT community. Some of us are letting what the Bible says affect how we think about them. And you know what you all just need to do? You need to change your beliefs. Maybe update. You know, I think she'd probably be in favor of a lot of these modern Bible versions. 
You know, that, I mean, that's just, that's just wicked to say something like that. That's ridiculous. And it's, it's not even American, let alone not even Christian. And, you know, you hear them say these terrible things. And you know what I want to say? You know what I want to say. <laughs> Where are them eunuchs? <laughs> Throw her from the tower. You know, that, that's what I want to say. And, but, you know, the Bible says, bless them that curse you. So, you know, what, and what does that mean? And many times, too, people try to use that to say, well, to bless them, it means you've got to give them something materially. So maybe, maybe when Hillary says bad things, the Lord wants us to donate to her campaign. No, no, that's not what it's saying. When the Bible says, bless them that curse you, okay, when somebody curses you, that's when, when they're wishing bad on you. I hate you. I, if somebody comes up to you, I hate you. I hope you die. I hope you know you 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 suffer. You know they they wish all these terrible things on you. Well, when for you to bless them, okay, that's when you return that by saying, you know what, I love you. I'm going to pray for you, and I pray God will bless you. You know that that's blessing them that curse you. That when we you know we're, when we the way we need to respond. When we hear one of our leaders just saying something that's absolutely wicked, if they if they bash our religious beliefs, if they bash the word of God, you know what we need to say instead of you know Lord get them. What we should say is Lord, could you show you know Lord show them the mercy that you showed me. Lord, don't give them what they deserve like you didn't give me what I deserve. Okay. This is hard. This is hard. This isn't easy. Okay, but look what it says there in Matthew five. Why do we do that? It says that ye may be children of your father. And when it says that, it's not saying this is what you have to do to be children of God. No, this is what you have to do to show that you're children of God. Why? Because the sun rises on the just and on the unjust. It's going to rain on the just and on the unjust. And there are things that we are supposed to do to show. Who the saved are, and you know, to show the difference between us and lost people. And you know what? Everybody that gets bashed by someone else, that gets cursed by someone else, curses back, don't they? Everybody does that. That's what all lost people do. But saved people, children of God, they do like Jesus did for us, and instead of cursing, they bless. And so He's told us to do that. If you salute your brethren only, what do ye more than others do not even the publicans? So, be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. We are supposed to handle things the way God handled them. Why? Because we're His children. And He didn't revile back. He didn't curse. He blessed. And so, we need to say that. I was visiting a church one time and the pastor's son was kind of showing me around the place. And we went into the office, and he had a picture. President Bush was still—he uh, was still the president then—and he had a picture of President Bush in his office. And you know, he, he said his dad keeps it there, you know, so he remembers to pray for him. And I remember I asked him after Obama got elected, you know, is your dad going to put up a pre- picture of President Obama in his office? And you know what he said? He said, "Yeah, he's probably going to." And I remember I was thinking, "Not me." Well, you know, <laughs> I think. His attitude is probably better because if he is that bad, don't you think he needs a lot of prayer? I mean, do you, do you think God can save you and can't save him? So you really you think you're that much better? 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, that, that's a terrible attitude. That's not the Christ-like attitude that we're supposed to have. We ought to be praying. We ought to be blessing. Romans chapter 12, verse 14 says, Bless them which persecute you. Bless and curse not. Rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. Be ye of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink, for in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. So we see that blessing, once again, you know, bless and curse not. Okay? And it mentions that because it's going to be in our natural instinct to want to curse back when we're persecuted and when we are cursed. But the Bible said, don't do that. Do not overcome. You can't overcome evil with evil. You have to overcome evil with good. Okay, you know if your if your enemy's hungry, feed him. And it says if we do that, we will heap coals of fire on his head. Now there's some you know different theories about that what that believes or what that means. You know, heap coals a fire on his head. And that's actually taken from another... Uh, that's taken from one of the Proverbs. Look at Proverbs chapter 25, verse 21. Here in Romans, he was actually quoting something that was in the Old Testament here. We see in Proverbs 25, 21, it says, "...if thine enemy be hungry, give him bread to eat, and if he be thirsty, give him water to drink. For thou shalt heap coals of fire upon his head, and the Lord shall reward thee." Okay? So what does that mean? So right there we see, even in the Old Testament that was taught, to be good to your enemy, to help them. Uh, and it says you'll heap coals of fire on his head. And I've heard some say that you know if you're doing those good things to those who are your enemy, it's, it's going to drive them crazy. You're heaping coals of fire on their head. There's a, there's a passage in Psalms, I forgot where it's at, that some people use to kind of show that it's basically what you're doing is you doing all that good to them, it's heaping up the wrath of God on that person and the fire of God's going to come down on them and it's just really going to get them. And I like the sound of that. Okay, I, I really do. I like the sound of that. But I, I've heard another, uh, another theory about that that says that what, that what that meant is back in the old days when many people would heat their house with coals, sometimes they would come over and they would have like a metal pan that they would carry over. That you know they'd carry it on their head, and they might go to their neighbors and ask if they could have some of the coals from their fire, so they could take it and it would help them get their fire going at their house. And so it's saying, you know, when you're doing all this good, you're going to heat coals of fire in his head. You're really going to, you're really helping them out. You're really being a blessing. Okay, so is that what it means? I do see in these both these passages we're supposed to be being a blessing. I like the idea of it meaning you're, we're heaping up judgment on them. But here's the thing. It, it doesn't quite make sense that it's heaping up judgment on them because of the fact that it seems like when we're wishing, when we're blessing somebody, isn't it supposed to be sincere? 
And if we're doing it just to heap up judgment on them, well, that kind of seems to, I don't know, kind of hurt the whole case there. But either way, we do just need to bless, be a blessing. And when it comes to vengeance, we need to remember, like it said in verse 19, God says, vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. we just got to trust God if they really do need curse, if they really do need bad things to happen, we just got to do it. Why is it so hard for us to just believe what God said about blessing those who persecute us? You know, we do. We want to see something happen, and us blessing, you know, saying good things. You know, if somebody's out there saying bad things about me, well, you know, I want to make sure I put that person in their place. Well, that person's obviously a moron. I got to make sure I proved everybody that they're a moron if they're saying bad things about me. Why, why do we need to do that? Well, you know, because we want vengeance. But the Bible says vengeance belongs to God. You know, we. You know, do we really think too? You know, a lot of times, uh, this is you know, when God gave all these commands about being respectful to our leaders. He had no idea what it was going to be like in America in 2016. He had no idea it was going to be Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton running for election. Those are going to be our two choices. But listen, you know, do we really think things are worse in America today than they were back then? The high priest, okay, the high priest commanded him, which at that point now was a false religion. A leader of a false religion commands them against the law to smite Paul. No right to do that. No right to do that. No separation of church and state there. I mean, their government was clearly worse than our government is. Worse things were happening to Paul than what's happening to us. We just get our taxes raised and we're cursing them. Well, these guys were getting beat. And they're not cursing them. They're getting thrown into prison. And they're not cursing them. So, you know, I don't think it's worse in America today than it was back then. I think these do these things do apply. You know, I'm afraid many times we think we know better than God. Because I'm just going to be honest. I don't really see how this works. I don't see how me blessing our leaders, praying for our leaders, you know, if I'm too, you know, I feel like if I'm too nice to them, if I'm too nice, you know, especially as a pastor, the people in the church might start liking them, and we shouldn't like these people. <laughs> They're bad, you know. I got to make sure everybody knows these are these are bad people, you know. I, I got to get the word out and let everybody know what scumbags are running our country and running our state, so you know we can vote them out, and they, you know, hopefully they won't be able to get a job and they can suffer and be out begging, you know. That's, that's cursing, right there. I don't really get how all of this is going to work. I don't really see how this helps. I like the idea of doing something to take them down. And especially with my mouth, because that's easy. Uh, you know, any of us can just stand there and say stuff all day long. You know, but actually doing something, it's another thing. But you know, Isaiah 55, 8 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways. My ways, saith the Lord, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. I, this is one of those things when I was studying this, I'm just like, you know, I guess I'm just going to have to admit God knows better than me. You know, I, I don't really see why... I get certain things how it will help us be a light to the world. I understand how witnessing can help us be a light. You know, we're telling people the truth. I can understand how, you know, living a good life, doing good works, you know, being separate. I understand how that helps us be a light to the world. 
and how people will be able to see those good works that we do and see that there's a difference in us. I can see how that helps us be a light, but not cursing our leaders. How does that help? You know, most lost people don't like him either. You should hear some of the things the lost people say about our president and our leaders. So, if I start, if I'm cursing them too, and they deserve it, isn't that going to just help me, you know, get in good and these people can see I'm a human being too? Maybe I can win them over that way? I don't know. I don't really get it, but you know what? I think we just need to trust God. You know, He commanded us to do this. I think we just need to do it. You know, we just need to admit we think we can handle the situation better than God can. Romans twelve nineteen, you know, we read that verse, you know, dearly beloved, avenge not yourself. Uh, God. <laughs> why can't I be the one to poke them in the nose? You know, why can't I be the one to take them down? Why can't I be the one to ruin them? You know, why you know, I wouldn't we all love to be the one that could maybe get that recording, get that thing on video that would get one of our leaders thrown into prison? Alright, can I just confess right now, you know, I, I would get great joy, you know, if I was, if I was there at one of these events and I saw something, I recorded something, and you know, and I got to go and maybe testify and get one of these people thrown in jail. And to see, you know, somebody like Hillary go off in an orange jumpsuit instead of her, you know, pantsuit she's always wearing and get thrown into, you know, get thrown into jail thanks to my testimony. I like it. <laughs> I shouldn't, <laughs> but I like. I, I, I'd enjoy it. I'd get pleasure out of that. But you know what? That's not the attitude that we're supposed to have. We're not supposed. I mean, I, and I'm not saying that we can't testify. And you know, if, if you do have information, you can't do your you know duty as an American to take them down. But you know what? We're going to see too. We're, we're not supposed to really enjoy it. We're, we're not. We're not supposed to be that way. You know, we're not. We definitely shouldn't be doing it to avenge ourselves. We should. Ne- we should never make an effort to go and just get vengeance on people. I'm not saying we can't seek after justice. It, you know, if you, you know, we, there's nothing wrong with seeking justice. But you know what? If we don't get it, if a judge does not rule in our favor, if you go and you get ripped off at Walmart, okay, that you don't. If, if they maybe they rip you off 20 bucks. That doesn't mean you can go and steal $20 worth of merchandise. That's not right. You don't get to avenge yourself. You know what you just need to do? You need to give place to wrath and let God deal with them. That, that takes some faith. And you know what? God might not let you know how He dealt with them. God can deal with people and we don't even know about it. And we don't need to know about it. You know why? Because we're not supposed to be about getting vengeance. Okay, God's a just God and He sees if, if wrong has been done to us, God sees that. It's going to make Him angry and He will deal with it, but He doesn't have to let us know how He dealt with it. You know why? Because it's not up to us to make things just and right. It's up to God to do that. God is the one that gets vengeance, but many times we just think we can handle it better. We think God needs our help. Philippians chapter 2, verse 14 says, Do all things without murmurings and disputings, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom ye shine as lights in the world. And this is kind of goes along with this too. 
All right, so you know we don't even get to do a lot of wine. You know we can't murmur and and dispute and all that stuff. Why not? Why? Because God wants us to be blameless, harmless, the sons of God. He wants us to shine as lights in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation. You know a lesson I learned a long time ago when I was working in Spring Valley at the Walmart Distribution Center. You know what? A lesson that I learned real quick that was a huge help to me is whenever management messed up. Okay, you know, I'm one of those. I want to make sure they know they messed up, especially when it affects me. I want to let them know that they're wrong. I want to let them know that they failed and that they need to make it right. But you know what I, I learned real quick is that I don't need to say anything. If they do wrong, there's a whole bunch of other people there that are going to say it for me. And I, let all, I would let all the big mouths say their piece first. And you know what? I rarely needed to say anything. It, they would usually figure it out when they did wrong. And you know, those that were upset by it, they would usually go tell them. And, you know, and they would tell them off way better than I would too. They'd cuss them out and everything, which I wouldn't do. And so it was, to me, it was always better to let everybody else handle the situation. But then when it came to things that were more complicated, there were maybe bigger deals, Many, sometimes I would go to them and I would talk to them about it. And because I wasn't the guy that was always there complaining about things, they tended to listen to me a little better. Because I would actually talk with them in a calm way and not be cussing them out like everybody else did, you know, they had a little more respect for what I had to say. And I was really good at getting my way there. And it's the same thing at the one where I, I work now. Because you know, I'm just like I've learned that you know what? When people do wrong, it's going to be dealt with. You know, they're going to find out. They're going to, you know, they're going to deal with the consequences. I don't need to be the one to deliver the consequences. And you know what? I have been the one before that has delivered consequences. I have been the one that maybe was the first one to say something. And you know what? I never felt good about it afterwards. I always felt rotten about it afterwards. And so I've learned, you know what? If people need to be dealt with, they'll be dealt with. I don't need to be the one to say anything. And you know what? God doesn't need our help. He needs us to shine, do all things without murmurings and disputings. He wants us to, he wants us to stand out. He wants us to be different. And so we've got, to, we've got to handle it different. We just need to shine. And this is how God said to do it. Everybody complains. Everybody curses the leaders. Everyone does that, but, and, but at the same time, if we are not that way, if our leaders are doing things that everyone knows is clearly against religious people, it's clearly against Christians, and yet we're not reviling, we're not cursing, wow, these people handle things differently than everybody else does. You know, I, protesters, you know, anymore. And my wife says, you know, why don't we protest some things? You know, it's always, you know, it's always the weirdos, and you know, I don't know. It just, it is always the weirdos out there, you know, protesting things. They're always out there acting like idiots, and I don't know. I just, I associate protesting with people who are wrong and people who are losers. I mean, that's just, it seems like who's doing it all the time. And when are most protests? Most protests are on weekdays, you know, in the eight to five hours when most people are working. And so it's like, you know, most of us have jobs, and so the good people can't get out and do these protests because they're all out making a living for their family. And so what does that say about all the people 
doing the protesting. This is exactly what you're thinking. And so I don't know. I just I, I don't I don't like them, and I just I don't know that it's necessarily the best way. And if I got out there and I started protesting, and then the counter protesters show up, the counter protesters are going to act they're going to act like a bunch of heathens. They're going to start screaming. They're going to start cussing. And you know what I'm going to want to do? I'm going to want to do what they're doing. And I'm going to want to give it right back. It's, it's, just going, it's going to be stupid. It's going to be ridiculous. And nothing's going to get accomplished. I, just, I don't really know that's the way to go. I don't ever see anywhere in the Bible where they were out walking the streets and holding signs and you know doing it that way. It just uh, It's just not how they handled it. And I don't know. I'm not saying it's wrong. If you want to be involved in one, that's fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But I don't know. It's just it's not my cup of tea. But you know, God, He just He needs us to shine. He needs us, and God knows what will help us shine the best. And not cursing our leaders, blessing those who curse us. The Bible says that's what's going to make us shine. And so, I guess we're just going to have to trust Him and do what He said. So even when God, and even when God doesn't, or when God does take care of our enemies, because here's the thing. What about all those Old Testament passages? Well, they're going to come to pass. Okay, If these people's days really need to be few and another needs to take their office, their days will be few and another will take their office. Well, why didn't God take Obama's office? Because you know, we deserve them. I, I believe we deserve the candidates that we have right now. We are a country that's obsessed with reality TV. And what do we get? A reality TV star on one side you know, we're a country that just ignores all the corruption and the wickedness that goes on in our politics. And who are we getting? On the other side, we're getting one of the most corrupt, wicked politicians that's ever walked the face of the earth. And we we deserve either of these candidates. We deserve them. And But here's the thing. If we get right as a nation and they need to be dealt with, God will deal with them. And so, if and when that happens, how do we handle that? How do we respond to that? Well, Proverbs chapter 24, verse 17. I, I don't like this verse. Because, you know, you all know me. You hear me talk about this stuff, alright? I got convicted when I read this. I hoped at the last debate, and you know, and it didn't happen. I was hoping maybe in this debate. You know, I, I was hoping Hillary was going to go out there and like start having a seizure or something. I, I wanted to see it happen. I, I wanted her to be passing out. I wanted, I, I did. All right, I, let's just, I'll just admit it. But you know what? what Proverbs twenty four seventeen says, "Rejoice not when thine enemy falleth, and let not thine heart be glad when he stumbleth." Okay, now let's just confess a little bit. The debates tonight. All right. If Hillary falls, the Bible says, let not your heart be glad if she stumbles. That's going to be hard. (laughs) Hey, I didn't say this was easy. (laughs) But you know know what it tells me, man? My heart's not right in this area. It's uh, it's not. You all know me. I'm not going to get up here and lie to you. uh, Even if she fails and just stutters and stammers and starts doing one of her crazy head-jerking things, I'm just I'm going to be praying for it. No, I'm going to have to be confessing. Lord, come on. You know, and why not? Why can't we do that? Lest the Lord see it and it displease Him and He turn away His wrath from Him. You know what? I normally I normally go and I work in Walmart on Tuesday mornings. 
But you know what? I didn't the day of the last debate. Because I wanted to stay up late and I wanted to watch that debate because I was convinced she was going to fall or do something crazy like that. And I wanted to see it. And I wanted to enjoy it. And I changed my whole schedule and everything. You know what? I think God saw that. And He's like, fine, you know what? I'm going to let her do good. I'm going to let her be healthy. You know why? Because we were all, we're not right with God and we're all there. Just fall, fall. You know, we're all, the Bible says rejoice not when thine enemy fall. If he's going to see that, it's going to displease him and he's going to turn away his wrath from him. We are ruining this stuff. The very things that we've been hoping to see, we're putting a stop to it by having a sorry, unchristlike attitude. Man, you know, I'm just telling you what the Bible says, folks. It's not easy. Fret not. I'm getting convicted. I just, you know, I don't, I don't like this stuff. But fret not thyself because of evil men. Neither be thou envious at the wicked. For there shall be no reward to the evil man. The candle of the wicked shall be put out. My son, fear thou the Lord and the King, and meddle not with them that are given to change, for their calamity shall rise suddenly, and who knoweth the ruin of them both. Folks, they're going to be dealt with. And we don't get to curse. We're not supposed to be the ones cursing them. We're not supposed to be wishing it, and we're not even supposed to be cheering when it happens. And uh, that's going to be hard. <laughs> that's good. that that's gonna be hard, you know. I, I mean, I, I've talked about how I do. I just, you know, I don't like either of the candidates, but I don't like one more than the other, and so I just, I, I want to watch that one lose. I, you know, I, I can't wait. You know, I want to see the concession speech, and just, you know, I, I want to rejoice. I want to watch the people that I can't stand in the news media whining and crying when their candidate doesn't get in. That's a terrible attitude, folks. And you know what? It, this is just one. This is one of those things. I think the teaching in the Bible is pretty clear, and you know, we can either we can say we believe the Bible all we want, or we can actually let it change us. And so, I'm still going to call out our leaders when they do things wrong. I'm going to preach the truth when they're wrong. I'm going to. I'm going to I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'll be like John the Baptist, but I'm, I'm going to stop wishing them to drop dead. And get thrown out of towers and dogs eat them. I'm gonna, um, if they fall, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try, because I can keep from rejoicing on the outside, but it says, you know, not even let your heart rejoice. (laughs) That's true. So, you know, this is this is isn't easy stuff. But you know, I do. I think we need. I think, you know, do we really believe God? If we have the wrong attitude in this, God's going to turn away. So if we really do, you know, if, if you want it to happen, you need to get your heart right, and you know, say, you know, Lord, help me to have the kind of heart that, if something bad happens, if something happens like I've been wishing for for a long time, that I won't be God. Let you know, ask the Lord to change. To change you, ask them to change your heart and get these things right. We need to we need to respect our leaders. We are not to speak evil against the ruler of the people. We're we're supposed to bless and curse not. We don't need to curse. They are already under a curse. If they're lost, judgment is coming for them. If they do not get right, 
The Lord does not need us to curse them. What the Lord needs right now, he's, there are plenty of people out in this world cursing. They're cursing all the time. What the Lord needs is He needs some people that will bless and shine His lights. And this is one of the way he, ways He told us to do it. And you know what? If we don't like it, tough luck. We need to do it anyway. And so I, I, hope, I hope you'll do that. I hope I'll do it. Y'all might need to get on me every now and then because this is this goes against my nature. It goes against what I've been doing for a long time. But I'm going to try to change it and see if I can't straighten myself out in this area. And so with that, let's all stand together.